1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man Heisman, and Brett, H-Town wheelhouse chancy.
2: We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. Kaisman, you can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Strohs. You can find the show at Locked on Astros, your team, every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me
3: at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs.
2: All right, and we it looks like we have pretty much what the opening day lineup is, but there's a whole bunch that's kind of waiting on, I guess, the, some positive test results on some, um, Miles Straw, mostly. And this outfield situation could be a mess. I hate to say that. I know a lot of people are not really high on Miles Straw, but Miles Straw is the only true center fielder this team has. So the Astros, this is uh, big news, and we'll have to see what happens over the next few days. And uh, the Astros have made um, some announcements about who's going to be in their bullpen and so much more. And you can get Locked on Astros on podcast and app in Malaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Astros. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order. So let's go ahead and jump right into this. So I know that we've, uh, we've been paying attention to what's been going on I know Miles Straw was supposed to start the game on Saturday, but then he was removed. I believe he was removed for Chaz McCormick, if I remember correctly. But uh, we saw Kyle Tucker make an appearance in center field. This is something I've been kind of debating about all offseason. Should you give him a chance in center field? And we saw him make this diving effort to make a catch in center field, and it did not look great. I know that he did try but it, it was not great overall. So uh, what are your thoughts about Kyle Tucker playing center field?
3: I don't know. You know, I know he has speed, and we know that he did the whole 30-30 thing, stole 30 bases at AAA. We know he's fast on the base paths, but being fast on the base paths is different from being passed in the field. Um, maybe it's a familiarity thing. Remember, he is has gotten used to right field, and so – there may be a little bit of a learning curve, but if we've got some guys that are out because of COVID protocol and stuff, he may be the guy to step in. Or even, um, you know, Chas McCormick, and we'll talk about that later. But Kyle Tucker, I think, can handle it fine. I think he just misjudged it. He clearly dove too soon for the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, that happens. Now, your best center fielders, your top-line center fielders, don't typically make missing dives like that but it happens. And so it is spring training. Um, everything has been somewhat irregular, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily worried about it.
2: Yeah. So I know that Dusty Baker said that Garrett Stubbs and Abraham Toro and Miles Strahl have all joined the quarantine for health and safety reasons. One of them potentially has symptoms of, of COVID-19 or something We don't really know the situation that Astros cannot technically tell us what's going on. But what's going on is that uh, somebody's going to be tested, either they've already been tested or they're waiting for the test results. But they said that uh, hopefully they'll be cleared by Monday or Tuesday. But let's say that one of them tests positive and they're all within close proximity to the other people. Then you could be without Miles Straw for opening day. So this is a big thing. And this is after the Astros have already uh, designated or not designated, but they've already released uh, Steven Sozo Jr. This is a big move that he's gone. And it, uh, Chaz McCormick has already been told that you made the opening day roster. And so Dusty Baker said this today. He said, we'd love to have two bona fide center fielders. You'd like to have two bona fide shortstops as well. I don't know if he knows this, but Alex Bregman's a pretty darn good shortstop. But whatever. And he said, you'd like to have two bona fide utility guys. So what they're going to do is they're going to deal with what they got right now. But they're going to have to go out and look for the waiver wires and see if they can bring a actual center fielder in, at least for a little bit. But hopefully, everything's okay with Myles Straw, because they need him in that lineup. They need him in center field, because chas mccormick he's got all the speed in the world maybe not as fast as Miles straw but he has not played a lot of center field He he is a right fielder he's played some left field but we don't have any other true center fielders on this team
3: right well i think too you had said about um alex bregman sliding over um you know if you need another shortstop but you got to realize i think abraham toro is the other kind of you know um corner infielder and i don't think um, Abraham is—is is he? I don't think he made this made this opening day roster, or is he with them? Uh,
2: Kim Lean says, "Do you think that the career deal gets done by April first? Uh, we'll have to talk about that in a little bit, but I—it's going to be tough. And I'm hopefully, like I said, I hope they went out for sushi or." something. And and
3: just like, just like Steve Cohen did with, um, Lindor, they went to dinner and they're discussing a $300 million deal with Lindor. So, you know, Eric, um, I did a poll today and only did it for about four hours and 69% of the people said that if a deal with Lindor gets done before our listeners think our fans think that, um, he becomes a free agent and basically goes somewhere else. And that is just, uh, that's not cool. I think, I think, Carlos Correa, I think you and I both feel like he needs to be here. He needs to be in an Astros uniform. But at the end of the day, they're going to have to open the pocketbooks. And I'm thinking Correa may have a higher price in his head of what he's worth than what the Astros are willing to put forth Yes, right now. And,
2: yes, and I know that uh, Brian Daly-Cruz, he was looking pretty good this spring. I know Dusty Baker is pretty high on him, but unfortunately – it, uh, he got hurt in an injury, so it doesn't look like he's he may be an option. He is also not on the forty man roster, but he was five for fifteen during spring training with five RBIs. Uh, also, you have uh, Jose Siri, who's also not on the forty man roster. He was six for thirty, uh, batting two hundred with uh, one homer, and Chas McCormick. Uh, he batted two for twenty four, batting zero eighty three, with eleven strikeouts. So. Chaz McCormick didn't really earn his way on the team, but because he was on the 40-man roster, the Astros literally had no other option. So even if they go out there and add somebody else, they're going to have to they're going to have to uh, drop somebody. So the Astros have put themselves in a, a bad situation. Hopefully, everything's okay, with Miles Straw, but this is not a good place to be if you are the Houston Astros. They didn't bet on their outfield. So speaking of betting, let's go and talk about betonline.ag.
3: Yeah, man, bet you know bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And so football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, the NHL are in full swing. I mean, I'm watching the rest of the elite elite 8 today. They've got all the experts, they cover you not just with sports, but with reality TV, with with game shows, real-time odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Built uh bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way and the best place to place your bet. So sign up right now for free. Go to their website or use their mobile app, and you'll receive a fifty percent welcome bonus when you use the code Locked On Bet Online. You are sportsbook experts.
2: All right, get all the sports news you need in under twenty minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Pikowski updates you with all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, including Brett and I. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. So, guys, if you all have got some questions or if you want to go and uh, chime in with your thoughts as well, go and do so in the chat over there. That's part of why we did this uh, live uh, stream on the restream, and then you can listen to it uh, tomorrow. But, yeah, the Astros I have put themselves in a little corner right now, and the outfield has been a big situation. They could have gone and gotten Jake Marisnik this offseason. They could have gone and gotten a whole bunch of people this offseason. But unfortunately, now they've kind of backed themselves up against the wall. They saved themselves some money with $2.25 by not re- not basically having Steven Souza Jr. make the team. Yes, he didn't really earn it, but I would trust him a lot more than Chaz McCormick at this time. And unfortunately, we may not have any option. Chaz McCormick maybe your opening day, right fielder or a center fielder because yeah, and I,
3: yeah yeah I mean you know honestly I don't I don't really think it's that I mean yeah it's not ideally who you want out there but you can find some highlights of him making diving catches in the outfield especially like at Round Rock and so I think Chas McCormick is one of these guys there he's probably ready to prove himself and I mean, who better would you want than someone who's been trying to get out there on the field than someone like him? He has speed. He can hit. And so I think it's not a bad stopgap. It's better than picking up someone randomly and throwing them on the team from somewhere else. It's not familiar with the clubhouse. It's not familiar with the players and the organization. So um, I'm going to I'm not going to be too pessimistic about it, but it's not ideal for sure.
2: yeah, Robel Garcia can also he he's likely to make the team at this point. He can play left field. You can move Michael Brantley to right field. That's not ideal. Have Tucker play center field and just pray that uh, he's able to catch. Because remember that um, I don't know what the Coliseum is that what they call the uh, A stadium.
0: Mm-hmm, um, yes.
2: But just that that's a massive outfield, and you know they have the big um, foul territory out there. So that's be a lot of space to cover. So for you not to have a, a true center fielder out there. So hopefully Miles Straw is okay because the Astros have a lot of ground to cover out there. And also the Ms. Diaz, if he is healthy, he could also uh, play some left field as well. So the outfield could be a mess and we will find out, I guess, Monday, maybe Tuesday. But uh, let's not freak out too much because I'm about to start freaking hey, out.
3: Dusty Baker may wait until march 31st dusty baker may say something and you think he's telling you what the lineup is but then throw a curveball because he likes to do that right <laughs> he's right. become one of our favorite people to listen to in the media and if you know for those of y'all listening if you if you haven't listened to his zoom calls or his press conferences listen to the things he says go back and listen to our podcast where we talk about him. he's um he has definitely got away with words
2: Yeah. Speaking of curveball, Brian Abreu has made the team as a reliever. This is um, this awesome coming after uh, the season where he was basically a forgotten guy. And guys, if you'd like to make comments, you can go do so in chat. And if you want to ask questions, you can do so as well. And this is uh, Dusty Baker said, we didn't just put him on the team. He pitched his way on the team. And so he he said he was throwing the ball well. We uh, so. Yeah, this is great. He, uh, his control problems have been an issue. I know last year that was the big issue. I remember every time he'd come in game, he would walk a whole bunch of hitters. And he, he didn't stay up uh, very long. But he, he was
3: he was um, Framber Valdez before Framber Valdez fixed himself. So, you know, because – and that's the thing, Eric, about these arms. This guy, Brian, and Brent, I mean, all, all these young arms, they're live arms. They're good arms. And when once Brent Strom and those guys work with them – Um, I think Abreu is going to give us huge, huge dividends. And when I say huge dividends, he doesn't have to save the world. He just needs to come in and do a little bit above expected. I think he can do that.
2: Yeah, so last year in 2020, he allowed uh, 10 of the 20 batters he faced to walk. So, yeah, that's going to get you sent down to the alternative site every time. So, But this year in 10 and one-thirds innings in the Grapefruit League, he allowed five earned runs, struck out nine, only walked two batters. So that's that's not a bad situation there. So, uh, and you said that I'm just being consistent and executing pitches. That's the main thing I've worked on this spring. And so it also looks like the uh, fifth starting spot is down to Brandon Belak and Luis Garcia. Uh, Luis Garcia also had a immaculate inning uh, this past week, I believe so. And it looks like the bullpen, the, uh, the pitching staff is pretty much set. It's going to be Grinky Javier, and McCullers and Urquidy. It kind of uh, jumped the gun there a little bit, but that's our starting rotation. So game one, it's going to be Grinky. Javier is going to pitch game two. Who would have thought that? Your game two pitcher is going to be Christian Javier. But he went out and pitched five and one-thirds innings uh, in a B game yesterday. So that was great. Then Lance McCullers will pitch in game three. Jose Urquidy will pitch in game four. So the Astros won't necessarily need a fifth starter for a while, but I think that Jake Arrizzi, he's going to start the last game of the Cactus, the not Cactus League, but the Great <laughs> League uh, tomorrow before they head back to the Houston area. But uh, he is going to uh, probably – he's going to join a rotation at some point once he yeah. builds his arm arm uh, strength up.
3: Yeah, I think Luis Garcia is the guy that they're going to cement in for that fifth, fifth starting role for right now. He just – he looks so good. And, you know, Belak – you know, for all intents and purposes, I know some people have said I've had conversations with them. They say he makes them nervous and all that stuff. But Belak, Belak's been working through some stuff, and he's looked better lately. And I w- I would love Belak in the long reliever role right now. Why you still got guys, why you still got, you know, these question marks, the starting five, because, you know, Frember Valdez is going to come back and all that stuff. It's just one of those things where you want um, – I want Luis Garcia – to go in there and pitch and be that fifth starter. I love like in that long reliever role. It looks like we've got a question here. Um, who do you guys think gets demoted once Odorizzi and Framber are activated? Well, that's a good question.
2: Uh, well, we don't even know when Framber Valdez is going to get activated. So uh, that's something for down the road. But uh, I think it's really going to be who's struggling. And options are going to be the biggest thing. I think somebody like Abreu or Belak, uh, that's going to be somebody, or Garcia, somebody who's struggling, uh, somebody like who, who they want to keep stretched out. So I would say whoever's struggling between Garcia and Garcia is probably going to be the one that goes down when Odorizzi goes down. And then we'll have to see who goes uh, down from there. But speaking of going down, let's talk about who's going down in the latest edition of March Madness in Dope Bar.
3: Well, Built Bar is having a tournament right now of all their flavors, and we are in the final stretches of the Built Bar tournament right now. I'm not, they have not given us the matchups for tomorrow, but you can go to builtbar.com or at built underscore bar and you can vote for your favorite flavors. Let me tell you, it's the best tasting protein bar in the business. It is wrapped in 100% chocolate. It's low calorie, it's high fiber, high protein. And let me tell you, we don't eat anything else when it comes to protein bars if you open my fridge you will see hundreds of built bars maybe not hundreds but quite a few as many as you can fit on the on the opening door of a fridge we've got them you need to go to builtbar.com and use the promo code lock 15 to get 50 percent off your order com, the best protein bar in america
2: the locked on mlb division preview series continues on locked on mlb today every episode From now until the 31st feature's in-depth looks at each team in every division, it's all on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. So let's get back to the most important team on our minds, which is the Houston Astros. And you know why I love this uh, Restream app, Uh, Brett. It Why's has that? a little timer up there. I can keep time of the oh, you're, oh cool.
3: Cause I don't have a timer. So that that's great that you do because I have no clue how long we're going.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh speaking of that, let's talk about uh what happened. I think I erased it accidentally, but we had Jordan Alvarez do something that he has done all spring training. That was he hit a homer and opposite it was uh, it was opposite field and I I erased all the the great stat tra- stacked whatever, but it was a it was a beauty, and this is something that the Astros are going to be counting on a lot a lot this year so and also Alex Bregman had one and yes. so ba- Baker said that he's getting his timing in that's why he left him in there. Breggy's getting his timing in, and both of them came out of game unscathed. so they're healthy, they're both swinging back good. That's all you can want. And uh Alvarez said that I feel healthy, which is the most important thing.
3: Yeah, exactly. And so I think Alvarez, Bregman, they're looking good. Bregman's timing looks there. Um, we do have a question. Um, he um one of our listeners asking, Who do you think will earn the leadoff spot on the um in the lineup? Well, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Jose Altuve. Jose. That's right. Jose okay. Altuve is gonna be the guy. Um Dusty Baker talked about the fact that he's got 250 hits and 750 at bats. He's got a 315 lifetime average, um, in the leadoff spot. So that is Jose Altuve's to keep. And I, I believe that he will keep it. I believe that Jose Altuve will be disciplined at the plate. I hope he doesn't press and I hope he doesn't try to get out of the strike zone too much, but it would be great for Jose Altuve to do George Springer type things and lead off opening day, the first at bat with a home run. I think if, I think if he does that, I just, I think that would set such a wonderful tone. He doesn't have to hit a home run the very first at bat, but if he did, that would be the best um, outcome, I think for this guy.
2: Yeah. And I think cause out he was a shoe in for this. I don't know why we just, I guess we all look at what he did last year. and We're like, yeah, I don't think he should do it, but it's it, it, it's a no-brainer for him to do it. This is uh, He was the leadoff hitter before, uh, before George Springer became the leadoff hitter. So this is something that uh, we should have all thought about. So, yes, I'm glad that uh, you brought that up, Ar- Argenis. I hope that's how you say it. But uh, thank you for being a loyal listener. A lot of y'all, uh, Pierce, do as well. And yes, you're right. Astros are going to have to pay Carlos Correa. Uh so the thing is Carlos Cray has this inflated impression of how much he should be paid. I'm not saying he's not worth it, but uh the Astros think he should he's worth about 20 million while he thinks he's worth about 30 million. So there's uh there's quite a big gap here. So they have to kind of find some type of midway in between that, whether that be 25 million uh for over he wants uh the Astros want 6 years, he wants 10 years. They're going to have to find some way to kind of middle grounds or something. So is that eight years, 25 million? Who knows? But they're running out of time. What, they have three more days? So yeah. can they get it done? Yes. I think they can absolutely get it done, get a Zoom call, uh, just get some. Um, you, you get things done when you're drinking. So just get some margaritas going yeah. now that we know <laughs> that Trey that likes some margaritas.
3: We joked the other day, get them drunk and offer them kind of a bad deal. I'm joking. Um, no, sir, seriously, Carlos Cray, if you're listening, the total joke. Um, maybe get the owner drunk and then like get like 35 million. You know, and they'd be like, "Oh, dang it, we gotta pay." Anyways, um, but Carlos Cray, I think has to get at least eight. Um, I think he'd take a minimum seven, and I think like like I've said all along, I think he's gonna. I think mean, he's shooting for 27 to 30 million. Um, I just. I don't see him, you know, if he accepts less, then it's going to be over a longer period of time. If he accepts 25, it's going to be over 10 years.
2: Yeah. If he accepts less, it's going to be like over, you're going to be paying a Bobby Bonilla type of thing where you're going to be paying like one like thirty million dollars for 30 years or something. But even that, I think that I don't know how that affects the AAV. I'm not right really sure. But uh, I know that Andy uh, Martino is reporting that the Mets are, they met with Steve Cohen, met with Lindor. and. They're willing to exceed exceed their $300 million for Lindor to get him, to extend him before opening day. And so the Mets are really trying to get their guy done. So Correa is looking at that. They're like, wow, I came up with Lindor. We battled for the rookie year that year. I I feel like I compare to him. So he's wanting that money, but the Mets are like, oh, yeah, we just traded for him. We want to build the franchise around him, but – the Astros don't compare the two players at the same level, and it uh, honestly it's because Gray has had trouble staying on the field. And uh, not to say that he had he's not the elite talent. I think this year will kind of put him in that. It, I think his fire this year is going to put him up in the uh, the upper uh, echelon in the the free agents. But this year is going to be weird. So. Let's go and do some uh, random uh, shit uh, category oh, for this podcast. He, he, I now you gotta said put it, yes.
3: now you, Oh, Eric! Uh, all, Eric right, all right, all so right. Eric's off, getting off. brave. Eric's getting brave. All right, I like it, man.
2: All right. So, Blue Jays pitcher Ross Stripling said he reached out to George Bringer when they became teammates to discuss the 2017 World Series. Had a good conversation and put it behind them. Okay, so what does that mean?
3: Still,
0: they had a good conversation George, about.
2: Did you cheat? Did you cheat? Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about it? <laughs> um, well, I didn't like that. Okay. I'll well, hit some home runs for you this year. Or, okay, cool.
3: Or maybe he said, did you read the LA Times article that basically exonerated us saying that the cheating didn't statistically help us? It actually hurt us in some instances, or the Wall Street Journal article. I mean, did you read the like the evidence that really showed that what we did, which we kind of, we kind of dig around a little bit. Alright. and stop talking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, no, no, hey, that, hey, hold on. That's what you were, I'm just saying. That's, yeah, know. you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the guys, I, here's the thing, I think fans are more offended by it than the players. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
2: Well, I know, and definitely, and I know that uh, Andy Martino is writing a, a book. I know you didn't want me to mention it, but I love the way how he mentions all the teams that were affected by it, including Houston fans, you might want to buy these books and listed all the cities, including us. I'm like, I'm not going to buy that book. No. But um, I saw uh, Danny uh, v- uh, uh, Vitelli. I'm not sure how you say his name, but he listed Michael Brantley's 573 career strikeouts hmm. in 10, 10 plus seasons. And he listed some other notable players. Aaron Judge has 575 Ks in five seasons. Trevor Story has 726 strikeouts in five seasons. Mm. Kyle Schwalber has 591 strikeouts in five seasons. Javi Baez has 769 strikeouts in five seasons. And Joey Gallo has 672 strikeouts in four seasons. So you can see that uh, Michael Brantley is a guy that you need in the lineup because he doesn't strike out a lot. And my final, um, whatever I call this random shit part of the podcast. Former number one pick, Mark Appel, is attempting a comeback with the Phillies. Maybe he heard us talking so much crap about him on podcast. He's He's going to prove us wrong. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Those locked-on Astros guys keep on using my name in vain, so I'm going to come back
3: and and
2: (laughs) prove them wrong.
3: (laughs) Okay, I hope. uh, Didn't Mark Pryor try to come back and Matt Harvey try to come back? I mean, look, you know what? I hope he is able to come back and do something Because for you to be a number one overall pick and have that much promise or that much um, that that higher level of expectation and to not get there and to not do that has got to be honestly one of the toughest things to fight through. And the fact that he's come back and the fact that he's making an attempt means that, you know, he did a He did a great job in that. I, I always say this to my athletes that I coach. Life is is. 10% 10% what happens to you and 90% what you do with it. And he may have a great story. He may come back and throw for one or two seasons, maybe be able to write a book about it, go around talking about it. And who knows, he may come in and have three or four good seasons. He's actually still pretty young, Eric. He's not He's not like coming back at 40, you know, he's still in his twenties. All
2: right. Uh Before we close out the show, if y'all have got any questions, go type them in real quick and we'll get to them real quick. So, yeah. The Astros situation with the outfield is something that could have been avoided this off season. Maybe if they would have brought in a George Springer, but it, even if you would have gone back out and signed George Springer, they would have been over the luxury tax threshold. So I don't want to hear. We should have gone and done that. I think that, um, oh, I, I knew this was going to come up. I knew this was come up. I was talking to Jason from the lockdown A's podcast. And Kim, uh, says is, uh, Mike fires avoiding
3: the Astros. And I don't think so. Um, I, I think I it's. I think it's. I think it's all coincidence. To be honest, I don't think he's. A, I think last year, I think they hit him. I, I honestly think last year that they purposely did not have him throw against the Astros on purpose. I, I truly believe that. Now this year, I think it's like one of those. It happened before, and this just happened to come up because a you can't report fake injuries. You can't. I mean, you can get in trouble for that so, I mean, he probably is genuinely injured. But if he avoids the Astros all season, then I will say there is something sinister up. And that is, since we're cousins, that is chicken shit, if you ask me. If you're going to have the ball – no, listen. If you're going to have the balls to come out and, and rat the team out that you so gladly received the World Series ring for and smiled and waved and they did the tribute video from your note hitter and all that stuff, you at least need to have the balls to face the team that you ratted on. I mean, come on. I mean, why not go strike him out? Because the last time we we played him, didn't we shell him for like seven home runs? So, yeah, and
2: that's why he got mad and uh, yeah. like pissed that they went to the whatever. So, um uh, by the way, Pedro Baez, he still, I don't know what his, his condition is, but he's obviously not going to make the opening day roster, and he's going to have to get himself back in baseball shape because uh, he's not ready to start the season. So that's somebody that they're going to have to find a place for. At some point, and congratulations to the U of H Cougars for advancing. Uh, that's that. Uh, I know Mattress Mac is a rich, ma- rich, 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 richer man. I guess I should say uh, for winning that bet. And go Astros! Opening day is here, and we will be doing a live locker room podcast uh, on uh, opening day. I think we're going to start exactly, maybe a little bit before opening day, and y'all can join the conversation. And go Astros! And Thank you for everybody who listened live. And uh, if y'all like this, we'll do this more often. So go Stros.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.